chapter five b of organic evolution this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. organic evolution by richard swan lull chapter five b bathymetric distribution intermigrations intermigrations between the various benthonic realms do occur where opportunity arises they are as in the case of geographic migrations both permanent and temporary the latter being divided in turn into seasonal migrations for breeding and occasional journeys for food or retreat permanent migrations shoreward have not been many of the plants there have been only the numerous fuci or seaweeds which extend above the limits of the strand from just below high water mark to the limits of salt spray thus while strictly terrestrial they still feel the influence of their ancestral home beyond this point the migration apparently cannot extend of the animals certain mollusks are also shoreward migrants but these are gastropods only for they alone seem able to combine air living with locomotion the bivalves for instance surviving exposure to the air by keeping the shell tightly closed which makes any activity manifestly impossible examples of shoreward migrating snails are litterina of brazil which climbs the mangrove trees and ampularia the connecting link between land and water snails of the crustacea there are several species of land crabs of which one burgus an ordinary crab-like form is found far from the shore and even climbs mountains and trees but returns to the seashore every year to breed the marine habitat of the young indicating to us the ancestral home of the species another land crab cenobita diogenes is one of the hermit crabs which utilize the cast-off shell of some gastropod for the protection of their otherwise defenseless body a specimen from the dry tortugas group of the florida keys actually has a fossil shell livona pica for its habitation it is possible that the terrestrial isopods wood lice and pill bugs were also derived from a literal stock probably however most of the transitions have taken place through accident in the relic seas or lakes the transition from aquatic to terrestrial life on the part of the vertebrates although doubtless occurring long ago even previous to devonian time was another instance of permanent landward migration but whether from the marine littoral the land-locked seas relic seas freshened into relic lakes or from the originally fresh or terrestrial waters is not quite clear 
evidence however seems to point to the latter supposition the annual return of most amphibia to the limnobiotic rather than the halobiotic realm for the purpose of bringing forth their young points to the former as the ancestral habitat of the race see chapter twenty nine temporary shoreward migrations are seen in several fishes notably the common eel which may travel from one pond to another through moist meadow grass periophthalmus a curious fish found along the shores of tropical seas inhabiting the mud flats at the mouths of the various tropical rivers of the old world is popularly known as the walking fish or mud skipper as it emerges freely from the water for hours at a time progressing by means of its curiously modified pectoral fins the lung fishes dipnoi whose swim bladder is modified to serve as a lung can also live a long time out of water while there is evidence that the dipnoi are the survivors of a widespread group of fishes they are all confined to the fresh waters of australia africa and south america today the climbing perch anibus which inhabits fresh waters and estuaries in africa and the oriental region not only comes ashore but actually climbs trees to the height of several feet by means of the strong spines on its pelvic fins and gill covers permanent seaward migrations of plants there are eight species of phanerogams or sea grasses which have become adapted to salt water life the mangrove trees make their homes along tropical shores within the reach of the tides but while the roots and portions of the trunk may be entirely submerged the crown of leaves is always in the air the grasses of which mention has just been made may however be wholly below the surface of the water of arthropods there are a number which have become entirely marine although of terrestrial origin notably the sargassum insects which live among the floating fronds of the gulf weed and a spider desis found in rocky crevices along the shore of the vertebrates the marine migrants belong only to the three higher classes land to sea migrations on the part of fishes being a priori impossible and on the part of amphibia rare as salt water is distasteful if not actually fatal to them dr gadow says that common salt is poison to the amphibia even a solution of one per cent preventing the development of the larvae nevertheless we have reports of little frogs of the genus reina hopping about on the flats of a tidal creek opening into manila bay and two holes made by a crab were seen to be full of wriggling tadpoles newly hatched the tadpoles were developing in only slightly diluted sea-water however 
even though occasional temporary migrations may occur there is no instance at present or in the geologic past where amphibia have become permanently adapted to marine life of marine reptiles however the tale is a very different one for not only are there several different sorts marine turtles crocodiles and sea snakes living today but the geologic record is crowded with the remains of sea-going reptilia plesiosaurs the wonderfully adapted dolphin-like ichthyosaurs the cretaceous sea serpents or mosasaurs and many others all of which have become extinct of birds many like the gulls terns frigate bird auks and petrels make their home on the bosom of the sea but none perhaps is so thoroughly adapted as the great wandering albatross which follows a ship for miles without resting and has almost entirely forsaken the land as an abiding place among ancient forms hesperornis from the marine cretaceous strata of our great west was an admirable instance of a sea-adapted bird it had lost completely all powers of flight while the retention of reptile-like grasping teeth in its jaws and its inclusion in marine sediments in association with plesiosaurs mosasaurs and other marine reptiles and fishes give indubitable evidence of its habitat of mammals the seals whales and sirenia or sea cows are instances of permanent seaward migration possibly by way of the terrestrial rivers or estuaries the resultant modifications of these as well as of certain of the marine reptiles which will be discussed in chapter twenty are so profound as to render their return to the ancestral habitat either a relatively rare temporary migration as in the case of the sea turtles and seals or an impossibility as among the ichthyosaurs and whales temporary seaward migrants of temporary seaward migrants the most noteworthy is the curious iguana-like lizard amblyrhynchus cristatus which is found in the galapagos islands darwin says of it quote, it is extremely common on all the islands throughout the group and lives exclusively on the rocky sea beaches being never found at least i never saw one even ten yards in shore their tails are flattened sideways and all four feet partially webbed they are occasionally seen some hundred yards from the shore swimming about when in the water this lizard swims with perfect ease and quickness by a serpentine movement of its body and flattened tail the legs being motionless and closely collapsed on its sides i opened the stomachs of several and found them largely distended with minced seaweed alvi, 
which grows in thin foliaceous expansions of a bright green or a dull red color i have reason to believe it grows at the bottom of the sea at some little distance from the coast if such be the case the object of these animals occasionally going out to sea is explained the nature of this lizard's food as well as the structure of its tail and feet and the fact of its having been seen voluntarily swimming out at sea absolutely prove its aquatic habits yet there is in this respect one strange anomaly namely that when frightened it will not enter the water hence it is easy to drive these lizards down to any little point overhanging the sea where they will sooner allow a person to catch hold of their tails than jump into the water perhaps this singular piece of apparent stupidity may be accounted for by the circumstance that this reptile has no enemy whatever on shore whereas at sea it must often fall a prey to the numerous sharks hence probably urged by a fixed and hereditary instinct that the shore is its place of safety whatever the emergency may be it there takes refuge among mammals temporary seaward migrants include the polar bear but especially the sea otter the latter being of particular interest in illustrating the course of evolution which the seals must have undergone in their adaptation to permanent marine life this otter anhydrous was still comparatively plentiful all along the northern pacific coast in the middle of the last century but because of its valuable fur has been almost entirely extirpated it is well adapted for aquatic life with hind feet suited only for swimming back teeth with smooth rounded crowns for crunching shellfish and in the care which the mother shows for the pup dandling it and diving with it another very remarkable seaward migrant is the hippopotamus which while really a terrestrial or river inhabiting form occasionally takes to sea in its passage from one river mouth to another along shores which would be otherwise difficult to traverse permanent migrations from sea to fluviatile realm in all probability the mollusks freshwater clams mussels and snails the crustaceans and the crayfish represent permanent or landlocked migrants from salt to fresh waters but the great host of marine invertebrates have never succeeded in gaining a permanent foothold in the fluviatile realm there are some curious instances of creatures vertebrates and invertebrates however which have made what might be called involuntary migrations into fresh water such animals are found in what are known as relic seas formerly in direct open communication with the oceans but now cut off from them 
the best known examples of these severed bodies of marine waters according to schuchert are the black sea and the caspian sea both of which were once widely connected with the mediterranean these seas are therefore marine relics of the past that have gradually been freshened through the inflow of rivers the animals which inhabit these seas are also relic faunas or relic species which upon being cut off from their ocean living brethren have adapted themselves to the gradually freshening waters in the caspian sea for instance while there are comparatively few different kinds of animals the fishes are so abundant in individuals that the fisheries are equal to those of the northern atlantic ocean the fauna includes sturgeon salmon herring porpoises and seals american examples of relic seas and lakes are lake ontario and more especially lake champlain the elevated beach deposits of lake champlain contain an abundance of marine shells and the bones of seals and whales temporary migrations from sea to fluviatile realm there are a number of fishes such as the shad alewife sturgeon and salmon which while the major portion of their life is spent in the sea ascend the rivers annually to spawn of these the most notable are the salmon which ascend the sacramento river to its extreme source a distance of about four hundred miles in the columbia they ascend as far as the bitterroot and sawtooth mountains of idaho a distance of nearly a thousand miles but their extreme limit is not known in the yukon a few ascend to caribou crossing and lake bennett two thousand two hundred fifty miles Quote, at these great distances when the fish have reached the spawning grounds besides the usual changes of the breeding season their bodies are covered with bruises on which patches of white fungus saprolegnia develop the fins become mutilated their eyes are often injured or destroyed parasitic worms gather in their gills they become extremely emaciated and as soon as the spawning act is accomplished and sometimes before all of them die the ascent of the cascades and the dalles of the columbia causes the injury or death of a great many salmon End quote. jordan this wonderful instinct again points to the salmon and other fishes having originally been freshwater forms which have made a permanent migration seaward in some bygone period but the homing instinct still impels them to return to their ancestral waters to bring forth their young even though the act be suicidal so far as the individual is concerned permanent migrations from fluviatile realm to sea if as certain authorities chamberlain claim 
the land waters are the ancestral home of all vertebrates see chapter twenty eight the marine fishes must have all come from one or more ancient seaward migrants from the fluviatile realm it has also been argued that the cetacea some of which like the blind freshwater dolphins platanistidae inhabit the rivers of india made the limnobiotic realm their transitional habitat in their ancestral migration from land to sea this however cannot be proved although the supposition that they were at least estuary inhabiting forms before taking to the high seas is certainly plausible temporary migrations from fluviatile realm to sea of transitory migrants perhaps the most notable is the ordinary freshwater eel thompson thus describes their life history Quote, the eels of the whole of northern europe probably begin their life below the five hundred fathom line on the verge of the deep sea away to the west of the hebrides and ireland and southwards to the canaries the early chapters of the life history remain obscure but the young larva rises to the upper sunlit waters as a transparent sideways flattened knife-blade-like creature about three inches in length with no spot of color save in its eyes it lives for many months in this state known as a leptocephalus expending energy in gentle swimming but taking no food it subsists on itself and becomes shorter and lighter and cylindrical instead of blade-like it is transformed into a glass eel about two and a half inches long like a knitting needle in girth it begins to move towards the distant shores and rivers in some cases it may take more than a year to reach the feeding ground those that ascend the rivers of the eastern baltic having journeyed over three thousand miles their ranks are thinned but large numbers succeed in finding the estuaries and the passage of millions of elvers up our rivers is one of the most remarkable sights of spring there is a long period of feeding and growing in the slow-flowing reaches of the rivers and in the fish-stocked ponds but there is never any breeding in fresh water and after some years a restlessness seizes the adults as it sees the larvae a restlessness due however to a reproductive not to a nutritive motive or impulse there is an excited return journey to the sea they don wedding garments of silver as they go and become large of eye they appear to migrate hundreds of miles often at least out into the atlantic to the verge of the deep sea where as far as we know the individual life ends in giving rise to new lives in no case is there any return End quote. this is a case of former saltwater fish 
which having made a permanent migration into the fresh waters in some remote time still seek not only their own birthplace but that of the race for the purpose of bringing forth their own young migrations from sea to air and air to sea the intermigrations between the sea and the air are relatively few under migrations from sea to air would come as temporary intermigrants the flying fishes of which several genera representing a number of separate evolutions are known their aerial existence is very transitory as the flights if such they are rarely exceed a hundred yards and are generally far shorter of air to sea migrants the penguins are perhaps the best instance as they have lost entirely the power of aerial progression but their wings through the degeneracy of the feathers and a compensating broadening of the entire structure have become admirable swimming devices for what may be called submarine flight end of chapter five b recording by lucretia b